Hello, welcome back to the Flawless Takes podcast, the podcast that gets you all caught up on the the road to the Super Bowl with the four and one New York Football Giants. I am your host, Christian Miola. I'm here as always with my friend and co-host Chris Landera. Chris, the day after our, our our trip to London, you know we've we got our fish and chips in, and now we're back home with a four one record. How are you feeling today? Oh, how am I feeling? How am I feeling after arguably the biggest win for the Giants since probably the twenty twelve Super Bowl? I think we had a fairly large win on a Monday night game in two thousand sixteen against the Cowboys. The Dallas Monday night game. Yes, yep. that this, was a big one. Yep, big 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 win there. But this after years of struggling here i mean the, the good vibes are just raining down upon me i mean it can't, uh, it, it literally i it, i was like being in a dream watching that game i i just couldn't believe how well we executed and after going down 17-3 coming back to win it it was just i mean the most enjoyable giants game i've watched in a decade probably it definitely is on the short list. I mean, it, it says something to the, the Giants that we can name these on, on one hand. The, yeah. the only one I th- think about, which was the year after the Super Bowl, when Eli threw one to Cruz to beat the Redskins, I think, on like a Sunday afternoon or something. There was like a last-minute back-and-forth game with in RG3's rookie year. That was a good one. But other than that, there haven't been – it's been it's been the desert. We're, we're barren, like, just barren. We're guys coming out of the desert, and we're, our tongues are dry, and we haven't had yes. like a drip of water. And all of a sudden, here's Joe Shane and Dable, like hanging, you know, giving us avions as we come into yeah. the tent. You know, they're yeah. just <laughs> smiling, laughing, saying, "Don't worry, guys, we got you." We got you. And, and it, it's it's really been incredible. Um, you know, we're going to talk about this game um, a little bit, but just overall where we are right now for. Uh, five weeks in, we're we're four and one, um, yeah. Which in the end, in the the NFC East, which is now like 1992 all over again, you know, um, that that's division in football. Just keeping up with the 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 rest of the crowd here at four and one, but it, it's just really incredible that this roster that we've talked about for weeks now, which is is so limited, so uh, you know, short on talent all over the place, and not to mention mounting injuries, right? You know. Um, we do this again without Leonard Williams, right? You know, our our top four receivers to start the season are not on the field. Like, you know, no, if you're no no Aziz again too. At yeah, D line. If you're listening to this, you probably know all this stuff, but it it, it must be remarked upon because the job that the, these coaches are doing um, each week. We we're saying it in the pre-show. You know, the team looks different every week because they're they have a unique game plan and they, they seem to be able to execute on it. That's the remarkable thing. They're installing and implementing new things week in, week out. And these guys are well coached and prepared and, and it's working. And, you know, you've seen it a million times in football, like winning is the ultimate like difference maker. Like you start winning games and like you become a good team. It's just like, it's, you know, the confidence builds up. Um, the trust in the coaches and the process and the system. Now they have a ceiling just because of the talent level, but look around guys. The NFL is not good this year. There's no, like, it is not. <laughs> I mean, right now we're watching the the chiefs uh, again, beat, you know, we'll see what, how the games ends up, but they're losing by two touchdowns to the Raiders right now. who are one three and the I chiefs hope. I I put on the short list of things you could count on in the league right now, along with maybe the the bills, but past that, 
man, it is wide open with a bunch of muckety-muck, not good teams, and there's no reason the Giants, like it's, you know, we've said stay in the hunt. Like, you know, they lose every game before Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving game, they're still only, you know, four and six heading into uh, Thanksgiving. Like they, they've, they've given themselves such a, a buffer to play with now, which is awesome. Makes yeah, this year, it's going to be fun this year. I, I was thinking about that too. Is like, when do you start to actually dream about the playoffs? Because mm-hmm. we, we know how limited the roster is. And I figured like, if you can get halfway through the season mm-hmm. and you get to like week nine and you're still like one game out of the division lead, like, yeah, I mean, at that point, like, why not? I guess, you know, like you're definitely go. you're not going to start tanking at that moment. You're definitely going for it. And, and like you said, like the NFC, there's just no standout teams. I mean, I guess the favorite going into the season was Tampa, but I mean, they certainly have warts. They, they struggled to put the uh, Falcons away uh, last week. Like they don't look like world beaters. The Rams look like they're going to take the year off after winning the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> really right now, the best team looks like, it looks like it's the Eagles. They're under, the only undefeated team, but I mean, Hey, I'll line up and play them. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not scared. <laughs> the, and you know, the Eagles, the Cowboys have been really good, which makes our, our loss to them a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Look, not a bad loss, not an awful loss, you know? Um, but Hey, we just beat the team that's picked to win the NFC North. There's no one else yep. in that division. We're going to play them all this year, but um, you know, we're already two and zero against them. The West is, you know, uh, is a mess. I mean, I guess the Niners are the best, but, um, you know, their, their, their defense is getting all beat up and Jimmy. Garoppolo, good. Yeah. They, and they got a ceiling with Jimmy G behind court and quarterback, you know? So, so <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't, I think a case could be made that their giants are definitely in the hunt now, um, you know, for the playoffs and, you know, it would be, you know, quite a thing for them to do this with the, the way this roster is set up, but I'm excited to see it. So we'll see. Um, so what were your initial impressions? I know we want to break this down, sort of offense, defense, coaching. You know, yeah. 9.30 start, the, the, the game starts not really on a positive note. I mean, it's easy to forget through all the joy, but they're losing by a lot early in this game. Oh, yeah. Um, what were your sort of initial impressions? What did you see from a coaching perspective that you really liked? Seems like they made some adjustments at halftime, which is, which is they do every week. Um, we're outscoring our opponents in the second half by a, a very large mm-hmm. margin. Um, what did you like from what you saw the coaching staff this week? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, you're right. We saw, the game started, we're down 17-3. I think most people were thinking kind of like, oh, this is how we expected this to go. The Giants mm-hmm. are finally playing a good team, and now they're going to get their skulls beaten in. Yep. Um, I think the halftime adjustments on the defensive side of the ball are what really turned the game around. Um, because the Packers were having a lot of success with that quick passing with um, yeah. Randall Cobb over the middle was kind of torturing us and Darnay Holmes. Um, but um, you know what? Credit Wink Martindale goes into the locker room, comes out. We really shut them down in the second half and uh, gave us a chance to win the game on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, the play calling for for Mike Kafka was just like, I mean, I would just about to say flawless. It with considering the the receivers that were trotting out there, I mean, <laughs> we're not getting a lot of separation. So he needs to be creative in close space, and you know, he our red zone offense is just like another level this year. 
under Joe Judge, we would have been settling for field goals on so many of those drives. I'm glad you brought that up. That's been the difference all year, scoring touchdowns. They're we, putting the ball in the end zone, right? You know, and it's it's such a difference maker, and it just puts so much pressure on the opposing team. And I think in the second half, you saw that with those two monster, like, eight- and nine-minute drives where, you know, another way to keep Aaron Rodgers out of the game is, is to keep him on the sidelines. And that was mm-hmm. – remarkable that they were able to manufacture these long these this was not one big play this was you know play after play long drives working it up the field which in offense like this you know most defenses will just take that because they'll say these guys aren't good enough to you know play mistake free football up and down the field but you know for this week at least we were which was amazing I mean there's that one look you could tell like Rodgers was getting a little frustrated like on the sidelines right and oh yeah, you know, he's like you can see the look on his face is like I can't believe this is happening. Where I'm just sitting here watching, you know, Daniel Bellinger and uh, you know, or Jake <laughs> Gary Bellinger, Brightwell pound the Gary, ball in, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, getting seven eight yards of play here, and it, it was it was just pretty am- amazing considering you know what the expectations were for the Giants. Even going into this week, they were so beat up. I mean, we're going to talk about some injuries later, but. I mean, they they were as as beat up as a team can, and yeah. uh, going in eight eight point underdogs and winning, scoring three straight touchdowns in the second half to to sort of cap the win. Man, you can't beat that. It's absolutely re- awesome. I also read something crazy like the Packers have six first round draft picks on their defense. Mm. Like it's like like draft pick wise, it's like as talented as you could have in the NFL, and and the Giants are trotting out like. Like Marcus Johnson, who 99% of Giants fans do not know who Marcus no. Johnson is. He led the, the receivers in snaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by a, by a wide margin, too. I think. <laughs> He's so, crazy. Yeah. You know? So, I, like, I think all Giants fans will, would agree, just a huge tip of the cap to, to the coaching staff. And you know what? The Packers coach, Matt LaFleur, he admitted in the post-game uh, press conference that they got out-coached, especially by Wink Martin. Wink, yeah, yeah. Wink, Wink's been on. He got, a he got him. Well, Wink, I'll see. Wink's got a hot hand in the dice game. He does right now, <laughs> I, and you know he's going to come in hot next week. Maybe we'll talk yeah, about that because that's that's a big uh, Wink revenge game. I hope he doesn't get too hot under the collar. But <laughs> um, yeah, it was just it was just incredible. Dable was fired up at the end. I mean. You go on Twitter, you go, you see the videos of him and Joe Shane like hugging on the sidelines, and he's, you know, doing the let's go and running into the the tunnel and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, Tottenham yes. Hotspurs have not seen a performance like this, I don't know, since like the Pochettino era, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Not in that while. stadium, they haven't seen it, right? <laughs> yeah, Brand that's new. right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they haven't <laughs> seen anything like that. That's true. So I, li- I like when Dable gets excited, though, because he celebrates like he's a fan. Mm-hmm. You know, well, he just he looks just like such it... a normal guy, yeah, right? He does. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a giant season ticket holder. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got it all going. Um, so coaching was great um, on offense. I mean, continues to be the Saquon and Daniel Jones show. Really, like that—that mm-hmm. that is what is getting it done. Saquon, another solid game, uh, mostly in the form of a couple big plays, but. You know, the fact that you can count on him for these sort of burst 30, 40 yard gainers once or twice a week is is pretty remarkable at this point. Um, but I did want to talk about Daniel Jones, who had, you know, it's on the handful. There's a couple games that always stand out for me with him. 
But this one I, immediately goes near the top of the list. Yeah. And we've talked about it before. You want to see consistency. But, uh, you know, 21 of 27, his first game over 200 yards passing. Amazing for a 4-1 team in the, the modern NFL to say that. Uh, also, you know, no turnovers, right? That's a big thing. Right. And didn't really, even beyond turnovers, didn't have too many, like, very negative plays. No, None of those, like, awful sacks he can sometimes take. He yep. was he was – he just looked really crisp and, you know, seemed like he was in control and he made all the right decisions. So, you know, I, kudos to Daniel Jones. I've been harsh on him. Um, you know, we've been sort of – we've sort of put the the nails in his coffin, uh, you know, at least a few times since we've been doing this. But, no, he played great. Um, a lot of toughness. He was bleeding all over the place at one point. Yeah, um, so, he, still, so, he still takes too many big hits. You know, you got to hold your breath a lot when he runs with the ball. Yeah, he absolutely gives yeah. up his body in a way that, you know, you don't mind if you're planning on jettisoning him at the end of the year. But <laughs> for his own personal long-term uh, health and so forth, you just got a question. But, you know, it's, it's raised in the Giants community because there's always like a – Homer, sort of like Daniel Jones is the man. He just has never mm-hmm. had the support voice. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's natural in a failed base when you have a top ten draft pick quarterback, right? Um, you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But so now the, there's just that noise of, are we? Is he is he being too good for our long term plans here? What, what yeah. do you think about that? Are you any concerned that he's going to pigeonhole the Giants into to keeping him on the roster? And then you know, is that an issue for you? Well, two things. First, I I just want to point out that that's like very smart that you pointed out the turnovers because mm-hmm. that was the number one knock, right? Was that he mm-hmm. couldn't stop fumbling. And all of a sudden this year that has like stopped hap- happening. And I'm knocking on wood right now because I do not want to jinx that and go go because I do not want to go back to that place with Daniel Jones. But he's not losing the ball anymore. Um, as far as his future with the Giants – Brian Dable has had some quotes in press conferences where it seems like he's warming up to Daniel Jones a little. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, he's, he answered a question talking about Daniel Jones after this Packers game, he answered a question talking about Daniel Jones and the question wasn't even about Daniel Jones. So I, I think, I don't, I don't know if you want to say like Daniel Jones is turning a corner mm-hmm. on the, um, in the minds of the giants coaching staff, but he's certainly gone in the right direction in terms of does he have any chance of being on the I I think he's gone from having zero chance of being on the Giants mm-hmm. next year to having some yeah you know like there there is a light for him and I know like probably there's some people who are probably still like no we need to get rid of Giants uh, rid of Daniel Jones we need to start fresh but you know what it's all about the wins and the losses right and right now they're winning so Winning solves everything in the yeah. NFL. That's, that's what they say, been the right? Case. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I am of that mind. I am the person you're talking about who's just a little worried about putting a ceiling or handcuffing ourselves to, to Daniel Jones. Because, I, you know, as much as he's been better, um, I still think he's a limited player. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's tough because if you – if you don't have someone to, he's definitely starting an NFL quarterback. I think we've talked about this before, but yeah. you know, there's 32 starting jobs. So 
you know, someone has to be the, the 25th best starter in the league or whatever, you know, wherever you want to put him, um, you know, it, across his career, he's certainly been in the bottom quartile, right? He's been in the bottom 25%. But so anyway, I, I guess my point is like, you almost need a guy like that to be the quarterback of your team until you get the guy you want, um, which I understand. But the problem is like, because of the history here, you almost need an outside person to fill that bridge role unless they're going to go in and try to draft one. Cause there's like five quarterbacks next year in the draft that are supposedly yeah. de- decent. Um, so unless they try and go ahead and, and, you know, draft and, one and of those like, guys, you know, and let's just say like you and I don't have any like insider information, like what is going on in the giants front office, yeah, you of know, course who so. Joe, yeah. who, who Joe Shane likes and whoever, but that was my feeling going into this, going into the season. I felt like, this new regime, they didn't extend Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to develop their own quarterback the way they developed Josh Allen in Buffalo. A, a guy they drafted, and this draft class provides a, a pretty large number of quarterbacks to choose from. Mm-hmm. So based off that, I would have told you, this is Daniel Jones last year. We're starting fresh with Bryce Young from Alabama, CJ Stroud from Ohio State. I don't know, one of these guys. But after this start and you know, I mean, I think what happens is, you know, you, you get in the trenches with Daniel Jones and he's just like laying his body on the line. Yeah. And you're like, man, like <laughs> this guy's really giving it up for the team and it's tough to say goodbye. It is. And, you know? and, and he does, <laughs> he's done this with three coaching staffs now where like he wins people over. Like yeah. there's never been too many like Daniel Jones, like, there's not a lot of bad talk about him. No, like, there's it, not. It's, you know, we you, people recognize his limitations, but you always hear good leader. Good leader good gets studies. the most out of his ability. Yeah, exactly. Puts his, like leaves his puts his body up for the team, like on the line every game. You know, it, he doesn't do much wrong, mm-hmm. other than he's just limited by his talent. You know, so it's 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 a tough situation. Yeah, I mean, in addition to the turnovers, the the health of his body is going to be a a hand a barrier for him the right. the next maybe years like six through ten in the NFL like you just cannot do what he does like it slows everybody down like it slowed Cam Newton down and he outweighs Daniel Jones by twenty five pounds yeah. of muscle probably like it's you know it got it, it oh you're saying up. that the the uh, all the the big hits he takes is going to eventually he's going to show some wear and tear. Yeah, if you're forecasting Daniel Jones as like a, a quarterback over the next five years for yourself, like you have to factor in the fact that like number one, he's going to get injured, and maybe he starts on average. What has he started on average in his career so far? Twelve games a year. You know, I mean, right? He's so that's probably not going to get better. He's, he's had concussions. <laughs> he's had neck injuries. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've got to price all that stuff in as you make a decision. But I mean, it's, it's a, probably also tied into, like, whatever they're going to do with Saquon, right? <sighs> like, is Saquon getting franchised? Is Saquon... I would any- franchise him. I would not give him a big long-time deal. Right. Honestly. That's not going to make him happy, though. It's not. <laughs> but <laughs> And I, he's having, like, an unreal season so we're, far. We're he's just, leading the NFL in total yards. We're just still not ready Yeah. to... to well, I'm always against second, uh, you know, running back contracts for guys in the right. second half. I mean, of their it, it's 100 percent not the right move, <laughs> yeah. but it's just like the guy's just like unreal right now. You know, mm-hmm. 
But yeah. anyway, let's 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 not talk about contracts and let's and move on. Let's, let's, enjoy let's focus it. on this game. I want to talk about one. If we could stay on the offense, I want to toot my horn a little because this podcast is called Flawless Takes. Last time I checked, to me, yeah, it is still. And I'm pretty sure I pointed out a player last episode in the receiving core. His name's Darius Slayton. Mm-hmm. And I said, we need to go back to the Daniel Jones to Darius Slayton connection that we had of the Shermer years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Had They had a couple big games together. And guess what? Darius Slayton appeared this week yeah. and led the team in receiving with six catches for 79 yards. And, and, and we needed smooth. every yard of them. Yes, yeah. he did. And he, he was getting separation. He had a couple crossers, intermediate routes. Like, after the game last week, which was the, the Bears game, they, they were so desperate. Like, you needed to bring a different element in. And you were absolutely right. Like, he brings a different skill set. And with these coaches, you know, they've got to be able to, to find a use for him. And it looks like they have. So maybe he can start to build some trust with the coaching staffs and – add just a little something different because we are so run heavy. We are so, you know, and I mean, it's working, but you know, you need to keep defenses honest. And if he can help in that, I think that's great Um, because you know, he's limited again, but he's got some skills. He's made some plays. He's was this year five for him now as a starter or uh, as a player on the giants. Like he's an experienced NFL pro. Like he's got, Mm -hmm you know, plays he can make and we need it all. Cause I mean, and he's the, right now at, at this current moment, he's the only burner we have. He's the only wide receiver we can have stretch the field. Mm. Yeah. I so mean, that, that's why he's got to be out that we don't have Gallaudet. We don't have Tony, we, you know, shepherd out for the season. We are limited on bodies and he, you know what? He, he got off to a good start in his career and then he started having the drops. And I think his confidence kind of went with that, but Maybe we can find something there. I mean, he's going to play a lot of snaps now, especially coming off that game. He's going to have to, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I think it makes all the sense in the world to try to, to utilize him, especially, you know, maybe Galladay and Wandale and, and Gallad and, uh, sorry, Kadarius get healthy. But I, I'm not waiting for it. You know, you got to make the best of what you have. And there's limited what you can get out of David Sills and Richie James, yes, right? Like, correct. So Slayton can do something a little different. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy to see it. I mean, he was obviously their best receiver the other day. So, uh, and Jones found him like in stride. Like that was something we didn't see a lot of from Jones in the past. Like he was catching, you know, getting guys right in stride. This he season. was, he had a really good game. He was, he was on, you know, it was really good. I keep <laughs> yeah. talking about it. And I'm not a Daniel Jones uh, fan. So, yes. you know, what more can you say, though? Um, all right. So, anybody else on the offense you want to talk about? Going over the stats here. I mean, the ball was kind of like spread out with everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I oh, I did. I did have one other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, the Bears game, Saquon, 31 touches. I think we agreed, like, way too much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 13 rushes this I game, I believe, and three catches. Yes. So, yeah. Partially due to the fact that he got hurt at, at one point. He hurt his shoulder, had to leave the game. Seems like it ended up being more of, like, a stinger. The Giants have said that um, they're not going to need – it's not going to need <laughs> x-rays, thank God. Yeah. So, um, but 
that allowed to get Matt Breda and Gary Brightwell into the mix, which is what I was saying. Like Saquon's not going to be able to touch the ball 31 times every game no. and make it through the season healthy. And you know what? Both of those players I thought were effective in, in, in what they do. Breda, Breda gives you a little speed, like on the edges. He, he mm-hmm. has a little, he has a little juice to him and Brightwell can smash the ball in between the tackles. As we saw, he had a, a two yard touchdown run to uh, tie the game. So I, I think we need to get those players a little more involved. And besides that, we just need people to step up because defenses are just completely keying on Saquon so much. And with good reason, like with the start he's off to the first six plays of the game, five of them, we try, were like either we were handing it off to Saquon or trying to throw it to him. And you could just see like three Packers moving towards him before he even touches the ball. So, yeah. And that play, was even playmakers. More- anyone who wants to make a play, you're welcome. That was more apparent with Daniel Jones being limited. They couldn't even – they didn't yeah, even have right. to worry about that. Our, our bootleg game was out the window Yeah, <laughs> with this ankle. Absolutely, though. But, you know, the more we can add just these guys making any sort of impact, um, you know, the better. Because right. The weight that very, comes off Saquon. The more diversity in the offense we can get, the better, I think, is the point. Yeah, so that's that's all good news. Um We'll see how that goes next week. Another big challenge coming up. We'll get there in a second. But um, turning to the defense, I mean, second half of the game, obviously huge difference from the first. I, I couldn't tell you exactly the, the adjustments that Wink Martindale made, but um, it just seemed like they were, you know, Rodgers was unable to make those same intermediary plays he was. Um, we were getting more pressure with some blitzes. End of the game, we, we shut him down with, uh, you know, some cover zero stuff to, to, you know, get in his face and cause some pass blocks. But I would, I didn't think there was any like true standouts. Um, but I, everyone played solid. Uh, yes. This team, like, I thought every- the story was we started, I mean, we're thin, we're really thin at cornerback, just the way we are at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And Adoree Jackson went down and we started bringing like, guys out of the crowd basically to play. And you know what? They stood up somehow. Um, mm-hmm. Someone named Nate McLeod. Uh, Nick McLeod, I'm sorry. Yeah. Nick, Nick McLeod and Justin Lane played huge minutes in this game at corner and against Aaron Rodgers, and we somehow came out with a victory. Insane. So, and you want to credit these guys who, let's be honest, we barely even really know. Or if you want to credit Wink Martindale, either way, um, they found a way to pull it off. Yeah, I mean, he, he's just been remarkable in, in what he's gotten out of this this team. I, I'd love to get Leonard Williams back next week. Um, oh, please. We need him, him Him and Aziz need to play next week because yeah. Lamar, Lamar. Yeah, it's a problem. And T- Thibodeau looked good again, more active. Yeah. He's, he's on like a slow rise. Like he's getting there. He's Every week he seems to be more in the mix. Like I know he's not just burning people and getting strip sacks no. left and right, but – He's involved, and uh, you know I've been. He definitely has some, he got some juice. Couple, I thought he got held on a couple plays. Yeah, too. I agree. Um, I read that he had a twenty-five percent uh, pass play win rate, uh, pass rush win rate, which is um, typically what Miles Garrett on the Browns had has wow. in a game. So that is like a promising step in the in the right direction. There, he's getting close to his first sack for sure. Which I mean, kind of sounds like we're babying him a bit, but like. You know, it. He's still like a super young player. He's probably like taking on double teams with with Aziz not playing on the other end. So, I think we're we're going to continue cutting him some slack there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's not 
an instant impact position all the time. And I think that, you know, he's was injured, missed camp a lot. You know, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. Let's just get better as the season progresses. And I mean, we have a head start. That's the beauty of this four and one start is like yes. now you, you have the ability to get better. Like you start to get guys back. Um, hopefully don't pick up too many more injuries and you know, that will help. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else on the defense I wanted to call out. Oh, um, he didn't make a, a play, didn't suit up. I don't even know if he went to London, but uh, return to Landon Collins to, to the blue. Oh, yeah. So that'll be interesting that. to, to see how he's deployed. Uh, former Giant captain on the defense. Uh, it's been a free agent since I think it was cut by the Reds or the Commanders, rather. Um, we'll see. I mean, you know, never really a, a ball hawk, more of like a, a downhill safety, but, uh, you know, another body. I'll be curious what Wink can, how he deploys him uh, in our ever, you know, going search to to get help in sort of that, that back seven, you know, whether it's linebackers or, or big safeties or whatever, you know, we'll, we'll take them all and see where they fit. You know, I thought Julian Love had a really good game. Mm-hmm. He, he was in on a lot of tackles and making a lot of plays flying around. Yeah, he, he's t- they're, they're all tackling very soundly. There's not a yeah. lot of missed tackles. They're, right, yes. They're ganging up uh, to the point of attack and to the ball. So, you know, kudos to everybody for the hard work there. Um, all right, so that's the defense. But let's look ahead a little bit because yeah. now it's fun, right? Like you can do Absolutely. that. So we got the Ravens next week. That's going to be a tough game. Ravens are very good. Um, you know, obviously Lamar is a total menace and, um, you know, we'll see how we do with that, but, uh, should be a fun matchup or defensive line versus Lamar. Yeah. It's not, it's not unwinnable. I, you know, there's very few games now that I'd say I'm, I'm completely, you know, scared. We we have no chance. Yeah, Yeah. Right. Like the schedule, but after that, then we go Jaguars winnable. Seahawks winnable, Texans winnable, right? Yeah, Lions winnable. winnable, and then that gets you up to that Cowboys game, and then mm-hmm. the last hat, you know, the last batch of the season is just super division heavy. So that will right. be, you know, then you get Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, Colts, Eagles. So, but you know, this middle stretch, other than that Ravens game. I mean, the Giants might be favored in all those games up to the Cowboys. Like that's definitely on the in the cards here. So um, it's kind of an interesting little little spot there. And if they could rack up some more wins, um, they could really put themselves in a very very strong position here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think down. the the two hardest games remaining are at Philly, at Dallas, right? None, yeah. none of our our non divisional games are like. I mean, the hardest one is is the Ravens game that we have this week at yep. home. Yep. And I mean, what the Ravens, what have the Ravens done so far? Like, I feel like they've just played like a ton of close games. Like, yes, that that's what we could be in for next week. And, and we're used to playing those. So, yeah, it should be good. I, I, I mean, I, I think we'll find a way to keep it competitive. And it we want this one for Wink. For Wink. Yeah. For Wink. I apologize for calling him a, a big red thumb, you yeah. know, four weeks ago, <laughs> but now he's like my brother. So we're there, we're there for him. Nice. He's, right, my, well, he's, he's my brother at Thanksgiving. I don't want to talk about politics with him. Yeah, no, definitely do not. <laughs> do not ask him about Joe Biden for sure. <laughs> 
What do you think about Kamala Harris, Wink? <laughs> Tell me honestly. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, good stuff. Anything else you want to close on? Um, you know what? I'm, I want to just mention that even if we lose this Ravens game, I want to just, everyone should just go back to the feeling you had after this Packers game and mm-hmm. how thankful you were and how great it felt to be four and one, because I do think this Ravens game is going to be a very difficult one for the giants. And we very well may lose. I think we're six point underdogs. So it is going to be a tough game. Yeah. There, there could be like a, 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 this win against the Packers just felt so big. There could be like a natural come down here. But you know what? Then we're four and two and we go from there. I think we have like the Jags after that, which would be a perfect team for a bounce back game. They just, they just lost to the Texans at home. So yeah, yeah. let's. Um, that being said, they scored like 38 points at the Chargers. They did. Three weeks yeah. They, ago. It, it seemed it, to be like a weird, they're a weird team. They're a weird team. So we'll um, see. I just like let's let's not get too down this year. Let's let's bounce back quickly after losses. I think that's going to be my message to end the cast. Yeah, we're playing with house money here. Exactly. This is exactly. Supposed to be nothing. Let's enjoy it. Don't get too low, and just keep getting better every week. That's all you can do. So uh, that's that's the uh, the attitude I'm taking into practice yep. this week as I suit up and and yeah. join the Giants as their weak side linebacker. So. <laughs> anyway well thanks to everybody for listening and uh hope to talk to you again next week after another giants win keep it going let's go